Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our headliner today uh, is presented by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Camoon in for 90 minutes on today's show. John Shannon coming up for Legacy Heating and Cooling. And speaking of Legacy Heating and Cooling, our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's a build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Game three tonight as the uh, Florida Panthers trying to get back in the series. Vegas up 2 nothing. Uh, in favor of the Golden Knights. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Creek Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. And text us on the Ashley Pine Flores text line. Same number. we got a lot of texts coming in. 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Pine Flores. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Cam, just before uh, we bring you in, I want to read a text from Mark in St. Albert. He says, I think you guys are overly optimistic about our goaltending tandem for next season. But how are we going to fix our horrendous D-zone coverage? I could care less if we lost the Stanley Cup champions in the last two years. Coming in second, third, or fourth, they're still losers. Do we need to look at a different D-coach or a different system of coverage? Your thoughts from Mark in uh, St. Albert. Now, what was uh, the line from Talladega Nights? You're not first, you're last. You're not something first. Something like that. Something like that, yes. Shake and bake, baby. All right. Uh, look, I... I think that the I think Jack Campbell is going to be better, and I yeah. and I am fairly confident that Stuart Skinner is going to continue to put on the week uh, the work to improve as well in between the pipes. You played the position, um, you know. I think I think Stuart Skinner is on a great path. Yeah. Did he have the greatest playoffs? No, it's his first playoffs. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not at a point where I'm going to, you know, throw the whole thing out and start again at this point. You, first of all, you're you're committed to Jack Campbell for another four years, so right. you need to see and Stewart for yep, three more years, exactly. And so I think you owe them the the benefit of the doubt at the start of the year, and and for them to compete for ice time, I think that's important too. That uh, if you play well, you stay in there, kind of thing and get a good, healthy competition, I think they can be fine. All right, so the Oilers were 17th in the league overall last year in goals against. They were 13th in the second half of the season from the time that Vincent DeHarnay was recalled. They were 9th upon acquiring Matthias Eckholm, 9th in the league in goals against. Uh, did Edmonton get victimized 5-on-5 five five against Vegas? Absolutely. One of the things Vegas concentrated on, the Oilers play a system where they keep their wingers up high on the opposition's defensemen, and basically it's a man three-on-three down low. And Vegas stretched the ice on Edmonton and got the Oilers' D, specifically Nurse and CC stretched a bit, and that created some crevices for some openings and a couple times that happened with Drysaddle out there. Um now you know I'm a came out of Rob Dom. You, you played for Rob Dom. I did, yes. Rob Dom believed in zone defense. Uh, the U of A played zone defense predating Rob Dom. 
And one of the theories is if you always have one defenseman in front of the net, it'll lessen the probability that the opposition scores on you. Do you buy that? Yeah, yeah. I, As a I guy like, that played the position, yeah. I like the idea of a of do you, a zone. Well, you do you prefer zone or or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll see a subtle change to what the Oilers coaching staff does. It would not surprise me if maybe D, in theory, aren't supposed to be chasing above the hash marks defensively. So the texter's asking, what are they going to do different? I could foresee. Because I think we both think both goalies are coming back. And when I read the numbers, ninth in the league in goals against when they got Ekholm. So Ekholm with Bouchard, Nurse and CeCe. And Kulak, who had a really good playoff, and Darren yep. who looked like a rookie out there at times. Yep. He did look like a rookie. Uh, the, here's the situation with with CeCe, $3.25 million. You're not getting... Have you taken a look at what's out there in the uh, UFA market? for? I mean, Damon Severson, yeah. there's people that think that Damon Severson's going to get $6 million a year. I mean, he's a DC, He's probably yeah. a second-pairing right-shot defenseman. $6 million a year. Wow. Um there's not a lot out there in terms of on the market. There's a, a pretty decent free agent on the right side, American out of Oklahoma City, that played for the New York Islanders last year. He was decent. I think the Islanders are going to try to resign yeah. that guy. Yeah, there's not a lot of options. You're right. right. So, and, and at that price point or less, there's. Why? Well, I don't know that you're going to. You're not doing better. So that's. That's what it is. So, Mooner, yeah. is it possible the play, and it's not sexy for the fans. Now, yeah. there could be a change here because we're not sure what the uh, salary cap's going to be, and we're actually going to play a clip here in about three or four minutes' time on that with uh, Puckpedia's Hart Levine from yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. But assuming the cap is a legitimate 83.5 this year, that doesn't provide Edmonton with a lot of uh, financial latitude to work with. In fact, you know they're probably going to have to have a a resolution, probably one of Yamamoto or Fogel goes for sure. They got to re-sign McLeod. They got to re-sign uh, Bouchard. We got to pray that um, Costin's agency isn't sitting there thinking he's a two million dollar player, you know, because that's not happening. I do think that uh, Derek Ryan and Yanmark can probably be signed in the one million dollar range, so they both be taking a little bit of a. Uh, Scott Mayfield was the defenseman of the Islanders that I was mentioning the right shot. T. Anyways, um, and Bukestad's probably going to price himself exactly. Up yeah, with seventeen goals. Does logic dictate? Okay, they'll take care of their own business. They'll make a couple subtle moves. Maybe they'll sign a guy like Connor Brown on a high uh, bonus structure deal because they can do that with them. And then they'll try to accrue some cap space during the season. It's not sexy. And then look for a bigger deal at the deadline like they made this past year where they got a comb. Does that make too much sense or is that what do you think? <laughs> no, I think that's incredibly possible. And if you do make a uh, you know potentially bigger deal around that trading deadline time, all of a sudden that not sexy gets really sexy. That's that's everybody loves when things are happening around the trading deadline. You look how how things worked out for Edmonton last year with uh, with Ekholm and with Bukestad, and they both made uh, very positive impacts on the team. And the ability to accrue cap space is not a luxury the team's had the last few years. All right, this text comes in. Hi, Bob. While I agree with your stats on how good the Oilers are or were, 
with their goals against in the last half of the season. It didn't help when we reached and played an elite team in the playoffs. This team needs to improve defensively, and I believe it needs to have a better top four option than CC. And my response to that would be, that may be an in-season adjustment that gets made. Now, you know I love Travis Konechny, too, and I'm wondering, you signed Brown in here on a bonus-laden deal, and away you go. Well, 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 well you know, you end up, you make a trade to go get a guy like Travis Konechny up front in your top six, or I think they got to give CC a chance to bounce back. I guess that's where I'm yeah. going, Cam. Yeah, given uh, the, some of the issues that he had last year and he was banged up a bit, you want to see exactly where he's at if he's it comes into camp and is 100% healthy at the start of the year. And you look where he played a couple, like not this past season, the season before, he was really good. So I, I think you got to give them that uh, that opportunity at the start of the year. All right. Uh, some guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your vacation, uh, book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca. Brendan, let's do it. Let's get into the orders now. Audio Vault, it is presented, as always, by Direct Workwear. Excited to announce uh, they're opening a women's-only workwear store located four doors north of their Direct Workwear, Direct Workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. This is Hart Levine yesterday. He's with Puck PDA. He talks to all the agents around the league. His feel on a potential salary cap increase. We know that the cap is going to be in a year from now. It's going to be, you know, let's say high 80s, close to 90, just because of where revenues are. So if you don't increase it by more this year, you're really just like, making this UFA class or this free agent class, you know, suffer. And then the, the class next season kind of hit the lottery. Um, we saw that with the NBA a number of years ago after a TV deal. The, the, the free agent class the year after the seller cap jumped significantly, they had massive contracts where bench players were getting more than stars. And I don't think it's, you know, as from a league perspective, it, it, you know, I don't think that's good for sort of the, the how talent gets moved around and how players are compensated from the PA perspective as well. You know, why should one group of free agents hit the lottery and the other team be really squeezed? It makes a lot of sense to smooth that out. There you go. There's, to me, there's entirely too much reason and logic in that. And so if we, instead of going to 83.5, we ended up at 86, that's that's a third-line player. That's a $2.5 million player. Yeah. It's a big difference for a team like Edmonton that's going to be playing close to the cap. Yeah. It, wow. It, that would impact a lot of teams. Yes. Yeah. And might facilitate more trades. Oh, yeah, probably would. Yes. All right. It's 116 in Edmonton. We're going to put Cam Moon on the spot next. Okay. He spent 22 years in the Western Hockey League. They were the dominant league in the Memorial Cup. They no longer are. Why? Cam's going to tell us when we come back on Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Cam Moon, Brendan Escott with you. Cars cost less than Wintasquin. Brent Ridge Ford out of Wintasquin. Uncle Milt telling us advertising on Oilers Now works. They've delivered the last of their 2022 trucks, and uh, they are still in need of quality used vehicles, and they're prepared to pay top dollar for trade-ins or outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason why Brentwood Ford is a 12-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want to be treated fairly with every aspect of vehicle purchase and ownership, reach out uh, to the gang. Rich, Johnny, Uncle Milt, out at car. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetasquin. 780-352-6048. All right, Mooner, how many years you work in the Western Hockey League? 22. Okay. 
When we worked at the 2001 Memorial Cup, you were doing play-by-play for Red Deer. Yes. Greg McConkie was working for the Rebels at that yes. time, a guy I went to high school with uh, back in the mid-1980s. Real smart, might be one of the smartest guys. He and Daly Doug and uh, Cactus Jack, three of the smartest guys yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah, they were. Those are all three very bright individuals. Yes, yeah. three smart dudes. Um, anyhow, you guys won the uh, Memorial Cup in 2001. Kootenay won it in 2002. Kelowna won it in 2004. 2007, the uh, Vancouver uh, Giants won it. 2008, Spokane won it. Yep. Okay. Then the it dropped off. One championship in the last 15 years. Edmonton in 2014. Yeah. What's going on here? Well, do I do I think there's too many teams in the league in comparison to the OHL and the Quebec Major Junior League? Yes, I do, and, and I think that that does impact it. Uh, I, I also think there is a, a little bit to it being it's a short tournament, okay. and like this year, I thought Seattle played really well. I thought there was two really good teams at the Memorial Cup this year: Seattle and Quebec. And Quebec was better on that day, and they were quite a bit better. Uh, I look at the year uh, Leon and Josh Morrissey were playing with Kelowna, and they lost in overtime to the Oshawa Generals, and that was that was a flip of a coin. That, that could have went either way. But the the Western Hockey League had a stretch there where they weren't even where the WHL champion wasn't even winning a game uh, when Brandon went over in Red Deer, and then the next year Seattle didn't win, and then uh, Swift Current didn't win, and it, it was a long stretch where they hadn't even won a game in the round robin. So. Is that because it's, I mean, everybody goes through four rounds of playoffs, whether you're in Quebec, whether you're in Ontario, whether you're in the Western League. I, there's a little bit more travel, quite a bit more travel in most cases, although in the Quebec Major Junior League, when you've got the Maritime teams playing Quebec teams, there's a lot of travel there too. Don't yeah. kid yourself. Uh, the OHL, maybe not as much, but WHL has more teams than the Ontario Hockey League. And to me, that, that and I mean, what are you going to do now? Yeah, Ontario has roughly, and unfortunately I know this from when I used to do the stats on a daily basis, you used to laugh on, during the pandemic. Yeah, oh on, yeah, yeah. Ontario has roughly 14.5 million people. They got 20 teams. The WHL has 22 teams. Uh, I would say between BC, what would BC be? 5 million. Alberta's about 4.2, that's 9.2. Saskatchewan's about one, little over one. one. Yeah. It's 10.2. Manitoba, maybe 1.2. For Manitoba, 1.3. So you're at 11.5 million, 22 teams. Yeah. In the, in, and I, you know, 22 teams in, uh, in the WHL for 11.5 million, 20 teams in the OHL for 14.5 million. Between Quebec and the Maritimes, what's that, 10 million? And they got 18 teams. Yeah. So, and I thought the Oil Kings a year ago. Uh, they lose Dylan Gunther to injury, which impacted that club. Every going game into they it. played, in fairness, they lost four yeah. three in the opening game. Uh, Weeb got a hat trick. Jackson Weeb, who was signed by Anaheim, uh, he got a hat trick. You know, got the game winner in overtime that got him into a position where they had a puncher's chance. And then Hamilton, yep. Stevie Stales' team doubled them up four two. Edmonton was outshot in all three games. I think maybe one of the games they outshot the opposition team. But they didn't have Gunther, who was their power yep. play trigger. How about this year? Like between Gunther, now I, I am hearing Schaefer played through a shoulder injury uh, at the, in the second half of the season. So, but that line of Lambert, Schaefer, and Gunther. I mean, Gunther played a large percentage of the NHL this year in the NHL. Yeah. Scored two, you know, 
the golden goal for Canada in the World Juniors. He did not score a goal in five games at the World Junior. Yeah, that's... Um... Lambert doesn't share the puck. Like, if I'm a Winnipeg Jets fan, I'm nervous about that guy. He, he doesn't know how to move the puck. Like, I watched every game they played. Buddy, the best guys share. Yeah. The best players share. The best broadcasters share, which never happens on this show when you're on with me. I don't share <laughs> enough. Uh, you're doing just fine. So, I, now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Has a different type of player evolved? You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. What do you um, mean? What percentage of kids now are going to these specialized uh, hockey programs that cost twenty five to thirty five thousand dollars a year to get your kid in? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know the actual numbers. I know that there's a lot of uh, academies across Western Canada. Yeah, maybe uh, somebody can shed some light on that and text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Because when you played in the Western League, you played what years did you played in the WHL? Eighty nine and ninety one. Okay, so in eighty nine, Swift won. Yeah, they won the Memorial Cup. They beat Saskatoon at home. Yeah, yeah. and in '91, uh, Spokane. Yeah, '90 was uh, the that was an all OHL final. That was the one that was in Hamilton. Yeah, and Oshawa won. That's right. Billy Armstrong, the GM, they beat of the, Kitchener. Billy That's Armstrong's right. the yeah remember that you? shot from the point that somehow got through. Right. Was so, that Mike Torquia in goal? So uh, for the Sioux. So in '92. Or for Kitchener. Uh, in 92, Kamloops won. 94, 95, Kamloops won again. Uh, 93 was Sault Ste. Marie. Right. They won it. I know at one point the WHL from 83 to 08 had won 16 to yeah. 26. Well, Medicine Hat was back-to-back, 87 and 88. I'm not, uh, yeah, exactly. Portland won it in 83. Right. Yeah. And again in 98. Were they yeah, and again in 98. Yeah. So what the hell happened? Well, I think we just went over The it, simplest right? thing is... Too many teams? Well, of that era that you speak of all those games, at that time, there was it was 14 teams. Yeah. And, and, I, and granted, the OHL and the Quebec Major Junior League were a lot smaller, too. Yeah. And, and so was Junior A was a lot smaller. So, so just to put things in perspective, in 91, uh, you know, Sylvain Rodrigue, who is the goalie yep. coach on the farm, he played on the Shakutami team that got the crap kicked out of them by Spokane. Remember yeah. the five-on-five line ball? <laughs> Where all the Western League kids were. That Spokane team was incredibly talented and incredibly tough. They were a tough team. Like they had Toporowski and Cam Daniluk and Thurston and all those. Like they had a lot of guys that could shut. Mike Jickley, not a tough guy. He didn't have to worry. You know, Pat Falloon, Ray Whitney, they were there to score, but they had lots of guys that could chuck him back in the day. Oh, that team was loaded up. I Cam Daniluk, I just looked him up. He had 226 pims that year. You're right. He was he was tough. He's a lawyer now down in Calgary. Hey, well, good for him. I'm glad yeah. things have worked out. Uh, <laughs> Kerry Toporowski, 505. That's he, how many penalty minutes he, he had. He had 96 that year. fights that year. 108 penalty minutes in the playoffs yeah. for Kerry Toporowski. Oh, Matt Kachuk's going to take a run at that this year. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, but Kerry went 96 and 0. I, I, there's there's well, video there's video there's did he lose? To I watched one with my very own eyes that season. Saskatoon at Sask Place, Darren Bader, and Kerry Toporowski at center ice. Rock'em sock'em robots. Oh, it was a punch you in the face contest. Yeah, that I I now I'm biased because I'm playing in Saskatoon at that time, so I would say Darren got the better of it at the very least. It was a draw. At the very least, it was a draw. So Bob McKenzie's doing TSN, and he talks about the fact that Topper's 96-0 and this year in the Western Hockey League, and they end up having a five-on-five line brawl with uh, Shakutami. 
there was 12 teams in the queue, 14 teams in the WHL at that time. There's now 22 teams in the WHL and 18 in the queue. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, Edmonton had a decent team last year, but their star players were all hurt. Seattle, do you just say it was one bad game for Seattle? Is that what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought because they, they don't play the ramparts in the round robin yeah. quite decisively, but lost so the two one game with an empty netter. I, I thought it was a, a two team. It looked like a two team tournament. It looked like Kamloops was off the pace. Peterborough was off the pace. Seattle was right there. They didn't play very well in the final. Quebec got the jump on them and then stayed with it and really stayed with it. I thought Matt Odette got a coach too. I mean, Patrick. They had Patrick Waugh and Simon Gagné and their coaching staff. Like, those guys are... They know, too, they, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn and John Shannon when we return on Oilers Now.